and you don't have much problems in your life your worry is dhoni got out borrowed misery mega serial and sports are borrowed misery he is so concerned that daughter in law has gone away with somebody and what will mother in law do in your own house your mother in law is not understanding you first get that right you have your own mega serial to set right and you are going on watching that mega serial and what do you get borrowed misery for what in that time get one of those dvds and play rajan we don't need distractions in life good reading and good viewing and good contemplation and meditation are also healthy distractions they are creative distractions watch a sunrise that is also distraction watch a sunset that is also distraction watch the dancing waves that is also distraction in a small pot even in the balcony of your mumbai house grow one plant pour little water get that one little flower to bloom that is also distraction walk in the streets and a few feed a few stray dogs and come back that is also distraction distraction need not be just watching somebody miserable in the world watch that discipline i am not going to let any unwanted thoughts to enter in me i don't have to what will i do with that that's what the master said till you reach a stage where you have emotional mastery bring in physical mastery in the context of what we discussed in the morning of conquering your gap between waking up and getting up get up and continue to sleep for 2 minutes but get up first <laughs> rituals are actions performed to achieve transformation of a feeling when you bow down when you offer that prayer when you sit in certain postures when you bend in all those things you're only performing a physical action but it brings about an internal change and in that i have this very strong feeling i share it with everybody so i can't miss out on sharing it with you there is nothing more purifying than actually going and standing in front of a person bending yourself and from your heart saying mitchami dogadum that is a purifying experience and you do that for a few times you are not only seeking forgiveness for intentional or unintentional hurt you could have rendered to somebody but you also feel cleansed in the process that you become lot more aware that in the future you don't do anything that hurts somebody but right now it seems there is no limit to what can be delegated and where technology can be brought you sent one group sms for michami dukada that too you didn't type somebody sent it to you which has been forwarded <laughs> now your heart is not there in it at all i know somebody who every year prints 10000 letters of michami dukada and it's posted the dispatch clerk is getting transformed <laughs> the bada said continues to hurt people it seems for you once a year michami dukadam is nothing but last year's accounts let me close so that this year i can go about hurting others end of the year i'll again do one more it has to be heartfelt you have to be involved something within you should let a line of tears during those moments when every founder of a religion told you to forgive others 
what should have been the compassion when he said it's not only important you forgive others and you be peaceful some act of yours knowingly or unknowingly has hurt somebody else who has lost his peace because of you go to him and tell him i don't know what i did but because of me you seem to be hurt and you are losing your peace you deserve to be peaceful drop me and become peaceful please forgive me while every religion told you take responsibility for your own peace what should have been the compassion for you to be told you are not only responsible for your peace you are also responsible for the peace of others go and seek but only when the ritual is performed from the heart it's a cleansing experience it's a transforming experience otherwise not so the first thing is there is a science to ritual rituals are actions performed in order to achieve transformation of a feeling till you reach that state of emotional mastery where by decision you can become blissful by decision you can love by decision you can forgive you need still the help of certain actions for you to achieve the transformation for some of you you open your eyes you can see him you close your eyes you can feel him but some of you who are new into the ashram you will need some more time before you can close your eyes and also feel for you to reach that stage with you with you without you with you for some more time will be required some of you are doing the right thing you are just consuming him with your eyes you are just taking him with your eyes you are letting it flow all the time through your eyes so that an internal impression is totally formed where a moment comes whether i keep my eyes open or i keep my eyes closed i can still experience the presence of that presence actions and physical actions are required for you to attain that transformation so they gave a lot of for example people rolling around a temple fasting fasting otherwise how do you develop mastery over your senses all physical rituals but designed to achieve an emotional transformation rajan why is emotional transformation important let's discuss this let's keep the subject this side and we'll visit the subject later let's go back to the subject we began to discuss in the morning mind is divided into conscious mind and subconscious mind One eighth of your mind is your conscious mind. Seven eighth of your mind is your subconscious mind. It is not enough. There is a lot of transformation to your conscious mind. It is important. You also have a transformation to your subconscious mind. Subconscious mind is a voluminous subject by itself. I'm only going to speak on those aspects of subconscious mind which can be covered and done justice to in the time that we have at, at our disposal. one of the essential attributes that we learned in the morning is the power of the man is in the power of the mind the power of the mind is in the power of the subconscious mind the power of the subconscious mind is in the power of subconscious beliefs and the power of subconscious beliefs are built by making and honoring commitments living up to your promise there's another attribute of subconscious mind your subconscious understands deep emotions and shallow emotions it does not understand positive emotions and negative emotions positive emotion and negative emotion is an intellectual interpretation of positive and negative your subconscious only understands deep emotions and shallow emotions now whatever experience you go through in life 
to which you associate deep emotions, your subconscious somehow believes you want more and more recurrence of similar experiences. So a subconscious programming happens where your subconscious begins to conspire to bring in lot more of such similar experiences into your life. Let me take a very simple classic example and discuss. Most of you will rarely speak about how healthy or how fit you feel. But when you are sick, whole neighborhood will come to know about it. In fact, you ask some of these people, are you having headache? Till you get headache, they will speak. <laughs> now, but when he is healthy, when he is fit, he doesn't even think it's necessary for him to speak about it. So it's a very natural quality for a lot of us that when we are sick, when we are not well, when something about the system is not okay, we speak in great elaborate length. But when everything is going right, it's taken for granted, it's not even communicated. Because you associate very deep emotions to your sickness and shallow emotions to your health, somehow your subconscious is programmed, you are prone to sickness. In fact, you will be in that category where you will go and join yoga class and in yoga class you will develop sprain. <laughs> where you go to become healthy only, in fact, you will do one pranayam and along with that infection will come for you. <laughs> and you don't know why any... In fact, you just got to hear, one new virus has come. There is a lot of virus infection in Mumbai. You can be sure within two days it will be at home for you. <laughs> in fact, you are a mobile pharmacy. You must be coming even to an ashram with one extra thing. Headache, stomach upset. Mobile pharmacy. Now going to doctors and having medicines and practicing your yoga, nothing is going to correct you. Till your subconscious programming is corrected, you should learn to deal with your sickness. You're not feeling well and somebody asks you, you're not feeling well, you should be able to say, ah. In fact, you should learn to communicate in our native language. See, in Indian languages, if you ask somebody, how are you and they're not well, you'd say, Tabiat Tiknai. My health is not okay. Sir Dukra, my head is paining. I am not paining. Head is paining. The body is disassociated from you. But in an English language, I am suffering from headache. I am suffering. Even if headache is there, everything about me suffers. I am sick. Now body is sick. I am not sick. But in English language, I am sick. So the very roots of all Indian languages, from the beginning disassociated body from you, I am blissful, I am on top of the world, I am feeling great. Head is paining. That's all. Now you are not allowing your subconscious to take this serious. I remember once a forum was happening and there was the president of this forum who was speaking and he got so involved in his speech, he was standing and speaking, he fell off the dice. In that he fractured one of his bones. So he was immediately taken to the railway hospital in Chennai. So the founder of that forum was there. So he asked me, do you know where railway hospital is? Can you take me there? I didn't know where railway hospital is. But from the beginning, I've never missed a single opportunity to be with a good person if I get a chance. Should never squander that opportunity. 
leading a good person to the hospital gives you that unlimited time with a good person. You should never deprive yourself. Even half an opportunity you get to be with somebody, you should grab that opportunity. <laughs> so just to be with that gentleman, I went along with him. So as we entered the hospital, so they had to have a plate inserted there. One small surgery was done to get that bone right. He was there in the bed. His wife was standing. And this elderly gentleman, as he walked in, he asked, the name of that person was lying down the way, Narasimhan. So he said, hey, Narasimhan, how are you? So Narasimhan, ah, ah. So immediately the elderly gentleman, say you're on top of the world. So the wife got very angry. She said, my husband after surgery is lying down on the bed. You're asking him to say top of the world. Immediately elderly gentleman said, out of 206 bones, one bone is broken. Do justice to 205 bones. Say top of the world. Poor fellow with all that pain said, I'm on top of the world. I, a immaculate mechanism is going on. Your body performs every second 20 trillion calculations to keep you alive. 20 trillion calculations are going on right now. Somewhere little pain is there. And if that is going to get more attention than yes, then it's as simple as this. Hold a piece of wood very close to your eyes. It will cover even the sun. Hold it at a distance. It's just a piece of wood. Troubles have to be kept at a distance and watched. It's nothing more than that. But we hold it too close to us and we become blind to the possibilities of life. You have to learn to associate deep positive emotions. It comes through training. Because negative has depth in itself. See, failure will haunt you. You have to learn to celebrate success. In a sportsman parlance, it is not enough you win the race. You should run the victory lap. The purpose of that victory lap itself is, you're telling your subconscious, this victory means a lot to me. Good moments should mean to you. See, when the session ends, it need not be with me, with anybody when the session ends, take that one extra moment and express your gratitude to that moment of life. Some realization happened. Some re-endorsement. You are already practicing it and an endorsement happened. Yes, you are on the right track. For a moment, finish your workout, express gratitude. Finish your prayer, express your gratitude. Run the victory lap. Have a very beautiful moment that happens. In fact, develop this attitude that you not only for your success run a victory lap. For the success of anybody run a victory lap. Become happy when you hear the success of other people. You should celebrate not only for your transformation. You know somebody has been coming to the ashram for three years and you can really see the transformation in them. And something within you should truly feel glad that it is happening to that individual and I'm so happy it is happening. Success comes to those who can celebrate the success of other people. So it is not about thinking good for yourself. It is thinking good about any good that is happening. See, the reason is, when you read the newspaper, now I explain why I don't read the newspaper. When you read the newspaper, 
people who have died, terrorists who have killed, politicians who are corrupt, will be written about. Hypothetically speaking, just we don't require that. We don't require good will perpetuate itself and eventually encompass all the bad in the world. But just hypothetically speaking, shouldn't the work he doing be making the headlines? And the world should know we are living in a good world. There are so many such good selfless men. Mother Teresa has never made the headlines. Osama bin Laden has made the headlines. Mother Teresa has made, never made the headlines. A Babri Masjid that is demolished will make the headlines. But thousands of people saved thousands, thousands of Muslims saved Hindus, thousands of Hindus saved Muslims, but that won't make the headlines. The good work, in fact, I t tell people, we never entertain a press conference. So sometimes press people, why you don't entertain press conference? I said for the simple reason, if I save 100 lives, that will not be written about. If I kill one person, that will be written about. I don't have respect for that press. Where negative is sensationalized. But this has become the programming of common man's subconscious. See, we get to read about what has gone wrong in Japan. And there are thousands of people all over the world who are relentlessly, selflessly working for the upliftment of those people that will never get discussed. So over a period of time, this becomes your programming itself that wrong and negative gains a lot of attention within you and the right and the positive remains very shallow within you. As parents, when your children bring a progress report, your eyes should first go to the highest mark. Then you are doing the right subconscious program. Praise the child for the highest mark. Then come to the lowest mark. But the eyes first goes to the lowest mark. How, how in science you have got only 45? My advice to every parent is before you open the progress report of your children, once remember your own marks. <laughs> that will stop a lot of parental hypocrisy. In fact, coming from your genes, your children are doing so well, it's a genetical skip. Honestly, looking at the performance of your children, you have to say, God is there. <laughs> Look into the highest mark. First give that the emotion. Then let us discuss the lowest mark. In an organization, we commit the same mistake. One of the reasons, if a lot of you find why regularly there is resignations happening in the organization, because... Recruiting new employees is not a celebration in the organization, but somebody resigning and going is a huge issue in the organization. That one fellow who is left is discussed by everybody. That one fellow who is left is gossiped about. There is inter-department meetings. You feel hurt. I taught him everything. He betrayed me and went. And last week, three new people have joined, and that is not celebrated consciously bring about this one shift in the organization. From now onwards, anybody resigns. What has to be learnt out of that resignation will be learnt and you will continue to proceed forward. But every month there has to be a grand induction program to take in all the new employees in. Chocolates have to be distributed. It has to be celebration. And soon you will find your subconscious believes there is a deep programming within you where... There is depth of emotions for the new people who are joining the organization. 
and it is not much of an emotional hype for the people who are leaving the organization. In a year's time, you'll find there's less and less of resignations and there's more and more of people who are joining. You hold the hands of somebody who loves, who'll come with you till the end and keep discussing about a relationship you have lost. This is time for love. This is not time for discussing a loss. Right now we should be discussing. Sit with mommy and tell mommy what mommy means to you. And you're sitting with mommy and talking about why that Fufaji scolded you so much. That Fufaji is not here right now. Long time back I used to do a lot of counseling. At least five counselings per day. There was this man who kept on writing letters to me saying that I'm a very non-conventional counsellor. I don't counsel anymore, but when I used to do counselling, very non-conventional counsellor. Sometimes I slap with people, they'll get transformed. They'll keep on talking about a problem and I'll just slap them. And, and like, Why you slap me? I used to tell them, no, you made me sit as if you have a lot of trouble in life. You have no trouble in life. Okay, thank you, he'll go. <laughs> and sometimes he realizes he has no trouble. Very non-conventional counselling. People will come and say, Rajan, for last two years, this thought of committing suicide is going on, coming to me. Tell them, see, if somebody tells me I'm struggling to live, I can understand. I can't accept somebody saying struggling to die. Come with me now, I'll push you from the top of my building. And you immediately you should say, what? You'll push me from the top of the building? I said, no, I can't see you struggle to die anymore. I don't want to die. Okay, now let's discuss. Now let's discuss. Don't emotionally blackmailing me, I will die. Yeah, I know you won't, you don't take permission to die. So there was this fellow who kept on writing to me. Asha has left me in life. I feel like committing suicide. Asha has left me. Asha has left you in life and Asha is already married to somebody else. What can I do now? But after seven months of persistence effort from him, I thought I should meet him. Those days CDs were not there. We used to have this cassette tapes. I used to have one red 70 watts San New cassette tape recorder. So I had recorded a cassette and kept in that. He came for counseling. I made him sit. And I told him, see, first you need to relax. You listen to this tape, you will relax. And then I will address your issue. So play it. So this song came. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. So last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Last Christmas. Whole cassette, I only recorded one sentence. Last sentence. Rewind record, rewind record. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. So after two, three minutes, he's not able to sit there. Okay. He's looking at me, looking at the tape recorder, looking at me. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. So he was about to switch off the tape recorder. I told him, wait. See, when you come to my room, I decide what I should do. You don't decide. Listen. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Last Christmas. He couldn't take it after about seven minutes. He forcefully switched off the tape recorder. I asked him, why did you switch it off? He said, this cassette is spoiled. Same sentence is coming. He said, what to do with that cassette? He said, nothing can be done about it. Throw it out. I told him then, what to do with one line which is going on in your head? Asha has left me in life. Asha has left me in life. Asha has left me in life.
out. Throw it out. Life is too beautiful a song for you to be stuck. So many more lines in the lyrics of life is still there for you to be listening to. Don't die with one line in the lyric. There's a lot more to life. Move forward. Buddha used to end all his discourses saying, Charai veti, charai veti. Go, go, go. Keep going. Don't stop. The world can stop you only temporarily. The only person who can stop you permanently is yourself. Don't stop. Charai veti, charai veti. Keep going. But we have this habit about our losses, about our defeats, about our failures, about people who have left us in life. Those little injuries, those little hurts. And so much of programming that is done, so much of deep negative emotions, some of you are all the time programming our own subconscious. God is not the sole author of your life. He is the co-author of your life. Part of script is written by you. As long as you continue to keep associating deep negative emotions to the recurrences of your life, you are incapacitating him from giving you what he can give. God completes the sentence. You begin. Begin the sentence properly. He will complete it properly. So what transformation is required to get my subconscious right? Three parts. One. At a thought level, let's bring about a simple correction. From now onwards in life, maybe you're already practicing, if not from now onwards in life, anything positive you'll discuss in five sentences, anything negative you'll speak only one sentence. Preferably don't speak. If you must, speak only one sentence. When you're feeling healthy, you'll say it in five sentences. You enjoy a movie, you'll tell people in five sentences. You like that song, you'll speak in five sentences. You enjoyed the breakfast, you'll speak in five sentences. The morning is amazing, five sentences. New recruit, five sentences. A very special moment with your children, five sentences. Highest mark in the progress report, five sentences. Lowest mark, only one sentence. New employees, five sentences. Resignation, only one sentence. Your health, five sentences. Your sickness, only one sentence. Anything positive, speak in five sentences. Negative, preferably don't speak. If you must speak, only one sentence. First. Two. Anything positive, get emotionally involved. Anything negative, only intellectually analyze it. Don't get emotionally involved. An employee has resigned from a leadership perspective, from a management perspective, just analyze what has caused that resignation and what correction can be done to your HR policies. Induction, let there be celebration in the organization. Somewhere there is an injury, intellectually analyze, bring about the correction. But this morning you got up and you're feeling absolutely health and fit. Today you were able to jog 5 kilometers which you have never done before. Today you were able to do 10 more push-ups than you ever done before. You can experientially feel that the span of your breath has become much longer than what it used to be. You can feel that now when you exhale that both the nostrils are functioning as well as it must function. It's no more where one nostril was more functional than the other. Five emotionally get involved. If you have lost the race, 
analyze and learn. If you have won the race, run the victory lap. Very simply put, you should learn to have tears of love, tears of gratitude, tears of happiness, tears of bhakti. And not tears of sadness, not tears of betrayal, not tears of exploitation. Don't give your tears, put a premium on your tears. Don't give your tears to anything negative anymore. If you must cry, cry for others, not for yourself anymore. Not for yourself anymore. Enough of self-pity. Enough of self-attention. Enough of me, mine, myself. If you must cry, cry for the world. Cry for humanity. And you will become a lot more purposeful, a lot more responsible in the entire process. Bring about that shift. And three, train yourself to experience deep positive emotions. In fact, the purpose of all, what is one of the purpose of holy? One of the purpose of holy is to train yourself to experience the depth of celebration. Let me elaborate a little on this for you to understand. It's not that you are not loving, you are loving. But still love seems to be a very shallow emotion. Hatred seems to be very deep. For having lost the relationship, for being hurt by that relationship, you had a lot more tears. For being so loving or for being loved by so many, you're not having tears. You know what's tears? The most beautiful part of a human being are tears. The inability of the mind to comprehend the depth of your emotion is what tears is all about. When the mind does not know how to express it, it comes out as tears. You have felt grateful and so many times you have expressed your gratitude by saying thank you so much. But today you are experiencing a gratitude which is so deep, it looks like with words you can't express. In that moment out of gratitude tears come. You have listened to the bhajan and you have entrained yourself to the bhajan. Your body has moved with that bhajan. But somehow today you experienced a connect to that bhajan like never before. And in just experiencing that bhajan, it, it seems it's not enough to clap. It seems it's not enough for you to sway your body. Something within you is feeling much more fulfilled to the connect of the bhajan today than any other day. It comes out as tears. You know... That divine force is with you, it's carrying you, you through, it's there. But in this one moment when you went through, and it seems like a miracle that happened to you, and you feel so touched by the presence of that person, 